Today we have an awesome guest. Uh, he's a web designer and developer. You may know him from his CSS newsletter, Piccalilly, his awesome 11 starter theme, Hylia, his friendly browser checker, mybrowser.fyi, or just his amazing hot takes on Twitter. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome to the show, Andy Bell. Andy, how's it going today? Hey, hey how, how you doing? You okay? Thanks for having me on. Pretty good. Uh, so uh, that was my introduction of you, but uh, how would you describe yourself? Are you a designer or a developer in your own mind? I think I'm a, I'm a hybrid of them both. So I, d I tend to call myself a web designer these days because um, even though it's a pretty old school term, it sort of describes what I do perfectly. I tend to see, see projects start to finish. So yeah, web designer or um, front end developer is, tends to be what I do most of the time these days. Cool. Uh, so, so what do you actually do for, for work and for fun? Um, and then I don't get any chance to have fun because I've got two young kids. So yeah, fun is uh, whatever whatever includes those two. But yeah, I remember fun from from before that. <laughs> I, I, I got you. I'm the same yeah. way. I got I got a three and a half year old. There's not a lot of fun oh, outside yeah, yeah. of him. So oh, I feel for you there. <laughs> All right, so uh, so what was kind of your entry point into this uh, whole like Jamstack philosophy and skill and or static sites or whatever you like to call it? So I think uh, I started with static sites um, with Jekyll a few years ago. Um, I got into Jekyll. I picked up it as a solution for a really ropey agency project that was it was super fluid. The, the brief was so thin you could smoke it and. Um, I just knew that it was going to be a nightmare from from the start, so um, I sort of suggested, well, why don't we use Jekyll um, to build it? Because if if and when things change, it'll be a much easier process. So that that got me really into it. Then obviously started using it for my personal blog and all that. But um, it was when Eleventy came around where I really started getting into um, static site stuff properly, like really heavily into it because it's just such a flexible system and um ever since then I'll, I'll literally use it for everything now um so yeah it's brilliant love it pretty cool so so as a as a, a professional freelancer you're using it on like your client projects and stuff like that so the moment uh, if you to list the things that 11 to currently does for me i use it for prototyping visual design um it's powering a book it's powering a newsletter um and it's powering normal client websites my website literally everything is now running through 11 somewhere or some form at the moment uh so so would it be safe to say that that kind of uh 11 is kind of your jam in the jam stack oh absolutely yeah okay. massive big thick wad of 11 <laughs> jam yeah <laughs> <laughs> Is there, is there any other uh, technologies or products that you're utilizing in the Jamstack right now? Yeah, so I do a lot of stuff with um, with Node um, when I do anything that's got like remotely backend. So I tend to like so there's a project that um, called Every Layout that I work on with um, Head and Pickering. That's all built with Eleventy, but we use Heroku and Node to do the sort of clever stuff. Um, which is all um, going to be well by the time this goes out, it actually all will be live and. Um, so I tend to use that, but I am uh, slowly getting into the serverless stuff as well and the um, cloud functions because like Netlify made that really easy. So yeah, but really I tend to stick around in the static site world. Yeah, that's where I hang out. 
Cool. So what what kind of what actually made you fall in love with the Jamstack? Like you talked about, you know, Jekyll being your entry mm. point. Obviously now with the eleven D, it's making it much more. I guess probably fun to work with. Yeah, sure. Uh, but but what kind of where, where did you fall in love with some of the ideas? Oh, I think it was um, it's the empowerment thing. So I'm pretty weak uh, with backend technology. Um, it took me a long time to appreciate that, and you can achieve a lot as a as a sort of you know, designer with the Jamstack, um, a lot of power is given to you. And you can do a lot for nothing as well. And, I th and that's one thing I really appreciate about it is that someone can get a 11T site or, or whatever they want to use and deploy it for free on Netlify and then they own their own content. So that, that's just really appealing. And um, I think it's, it's going to be really key in the sort of success of Jamstack as well. I'm kind of curious because I'm, I'm a hybrid too. Like I'm, I'm a designer developer uh, and I hate the back end. I hate dealing with servers and all that. Um, but I've been doing HTML, CSS and JavaScript for like a decade. How would you talk to a designer that's maybe getting into HTML and CSS about static sites and about, about that empowerment that you were saying? Interesting question. Um, so if someone's like just getting into HTML and CSS, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't inter introduce them to this to Jamstack because I think it could create some confusion um, really early, especially when you're understanding. Because I think when you're learning HTML, it's useful to be able to see the document as a as a whole. I think it's something that makes me a bit uncomfortable about the JavaScript frameworks as well is that there's a there's a high level of abstraction that I think causes a lot of confusion for beginners. So, but once they were a bit more comfortable and understood um, HTML, I'd probably introduce them to Eleventy and um, Nunchucks and say, look, this is now, you can now take this piece of code that you've written and create a partial and then, you know, introduce it like that um, piece by piece, so keeping it as simple as possible. And that's one thing that's really good about, especially Eleventy is that it lets you go from zero to 0.1, you know, you don't have to go all in and fully commit to it like Gatsby or something like that. You can gradually implement it on an existing setup. So you can actually teach it by doing things slowly but surely. And um, so people can understand what its role is and where it lives in the stack. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Gatsby. I actually just saw a presentation on Gatsby, and just it kind of solidified my personal opinions. It looks you know super powerful and all that, and I've played with it, but the complete abstraction of everything that's going on, I looked at it and I just said, "I've been doing this a long time. My brain doesn't work like that. I can't imagine anyone else getting into it." Yeah. No, no, I did. Um, I, I did a client project with it um, earlier in the year, and just found myself yearning back for. 11th year, I just, it was a bit too much, um, a bit too difficult to do web, web, web development. <laughs> so I thought this, this doesn't really have a, a role in my stack, especially, uh, especially. So yeah, stick, stick with there. Uh, I think what 11th gives you, I don't think you really need it to be honest, but you know, that's just my opinion, I suppose. Sure. Um, and, and then I guess beyond that, you know, talking, talking about, uh, you know, newbies or, you know, people who, who are maybe making that, that advancement, uh, from being able to just do that static HTML, CSS, maybe a little JavaScript into more, you know, full stack. I'm putting air quotes and no one can, uh, can hear those radio. air quotes, but yeah. <laughs> uh, more kind of full stack development. Mm -hmm. um, would you still talk to them about more traditional stuff or are you all in 
static sites, Jamstack ideology. So progressive enhancement is my uh, is my thing. So whatever whatever you use, as long as what gets delivered to the front end is HTML functional HTML by default. So if nothing else arrives down the pipe, you've still got a usable website that's accept acceptable and accessible, then that's all good. And you could you could use whatever you want to do that. You can use PHP, you can use Node. I don't really care as long as what arrives, if, if the only thing that arrives is the HTML, it works and you can use it. And then everything else on top of that is a bonus. So CSS, great, that works and that looks good, you know, and then JavaScript is definitely a sort of an additional sprinkling of functionality rather than the whole thing, you know. So that's how I always operate regardless of what project is really. Even when I've built like React projects, it's been SSR to make sure that if the client model fails, which, which it will, um, there's, there's not there's, there's not a sort of might about it. There's a there's a will about it, and um, to make sure that it still works without all this stuff. So yeah, definitely. Do you think that uh, the static sites lend themselves stronger to progressive enhancement, or is it is it just a matter of uh, methodology? Um, yeah, the I think I think the make given that core base point a lot easier and i think that's that's probably one thing i really like about them um being able to generate the what i want which is that html output is is seems to be really easy and i think it's almost easier to generate well for me especially to do that with a static site generator rather than wordpress now which you know was what i cut my teeth with um wordpress i think even now um if i was to take on a air quote simple project before I might sling out a WordPress theme, whereas now I'll sling out an Eleventy site um, because I think that's now the quickest way to do it for me. Yeah, that's yeah. actually really really interesting. So I used to work in an agency for about mm -hmm. you know six years, and we had our own cu custom content management system and all sorts of stuff. But uh, anytime a client couldn't use that, we would just sling mm -hmm. sling a WordPress theme out there. Um, so you think that that potentially we're we're getting to the point where it would just be easier to do a quick static site? instead of going, picking out a moderate to decent theme and, and plugging and playing? I think so. I think, um, I think one thing that is missing, um, the, I know there's a couple of marketplaces for themes. Um, I was just introduced this thing called Stackbit the other day as well, um, which I thought was really cool, um, which has that whole methodology going about it. And I, and I think that is going to be the um, the breaking point and the, the, the bit that, that pushes static sites over. Because like people start with themes a lot in in the world wordpress world especially and um and i know it's gatsby started doing it themselves as well um and i think that's going to be the key and I, I really hope something arrives for other generators like 11t hugo and stuff i know there's um jekyll themes that are still going these days as well so i think that might be the the thing that helps people at least start kits anyway that do that initial setup for people because it can be a daunting, you know, 11 starts with nothing. There's, there's nothing in there, it's empty. So I think um, people, I know Phil Hawks, he, he's created a really nice starter kit. And then obviously I created the Hillier or Hylia, whatever you want to call it, um, kit as well. And it's just stuff like that, like these little starting points that get people into it. And I think that will enable people to like create these projects quickly and efficiently. Now I mentioned I mentioned Hylia or Hylia. Um, 
you all do. You, do you also? I think I read somewhere that you have a a starter kit that's like a blank yeah. starter kit for your Hebra or Hebra or how you pronounce it, um, depending <laughs> on your accent. Yeah, that that is. I, I don't even remember it. Um, you might remember it from the the WordPress old days where there's this thing called Starkers by um, Elliot J. Stocks, and it's basically that, but eleven to like it's. That's how I got into WordPress. Was um, I watched Chris Coyer's digging into WordPress screencasts, and um, one of the first things I recommended was to use his Starkers theme. So I got really into that, and it, I always found it really useful because it just gave me HTML and nothing else. And um, I thought, well, right as well, on that when I, I, I released Hillier and it went down really well with everyone, and I thought it'd be nice to also give people the HTML only version of it um, as well if they don't want to use all the SAS and all that stuff that I've added in there. So. Yeah, it seems to be. Um, it's not, not obviously nowhere near as popular as the other one, but it, it seems to be helping some people out, which is good. Well, and that was that was uh, you said you know the the stacker was was kind of your intro in mm. like WordPress theming. That that one wasn't mine, but it was a similar idea, yeah, right? Like yeah. where there wasn't. I just got like the loops and stuff like that, mm. and then I could edit that sort of thing yeah. instead of having to write from scratch. Exactly, and that was it. Because one thing I didn't like about WordPress themes was like in design was that it had this sort of prescriptive. Um, set up and undoing that was really difficult so being able to you know put actual CSS on that you'd authored yourself was a, a big big selling point for me do you, do you think there's any any room for um, looking at like uh, static HTML themes do you think that that's going to be something that can fill that gap for uh, for static sites or is it just too much effort at that point even to convert it over it could do yeah I think um, I think one thing our industry is lacking big big time on is knowledge of html especially and css but mainly html um there's always been i mean i wrote a post by it the other day about um well, monday where these um there's this there's this theory that a button that's been created with like react native or whatever it is um is more accessible and it might be technically correct but at the same time there's a lot of caveats to that um, that statement and um, I think one thing that's problem when I see a lot of documentation a lot of um, popular websites and code samples are using very poor markups so there's definitely a, a, a space for I'd say lazy developers who don't want to learn um, markup because it is the founding you know is the core thing on a website is HTML you know you can't have a website without HTML I think there's a space for someone to just do it for them to put out an accessibility fire as I like to call it just reduce one more opportunity for someone to have a miserable experience with assistive technology is is to give people that base point you know the the correct markup for an article the correct markup markup for a post list or a, even for like an e-commerce you know something like that um yeah I definitely see space for that mm. um so I don't want to take up a huge amount of your time. So I'll, I'll move in into the last uh, last couple of things. First and foremost, what's your like actual jam right now? Like, what are you listening to? What's your favorite song or artist that you've got going on? As I, as I was looking at Spotify before we started, and there's, there's this um, artist called I, I'm going to murder the name, but Leah Latemps. Um, I'll send you a link. If you put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, it's it's really funky. It's really it's it's been been on constant loop for me recently and um while i've been working and uh, i've been doing a lot of design work recently so it's really sort of 
suited to that. I need I need music that makes um, puts me in a good mood when I do design. Otherwise, I do terrible work. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter what I do development. I can listen to whatever. But design is, is a very specific theme that I need. And uh, yeah, so I'll send a link to the album that I've been listening to a lot. But it's great. It's really cool. Uh, and then uh, you have any like you've got a lot of things. I'm sure you can promote. What 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 do you want to promote on the on the <laughs> podcast today? I think I'll. Um, I think because it's especially when this goes out. Um, me and Hayden have created this thing called Every Layout, and um, it's something that's really important to both of us. We're really both really into CSS. Um, as you mentioned, I run a newsletter about CSS called Piccadilly, which incidentally is getting replatformed on the Jamstack as we <laughs> speak. Um, but every layout is, we're trying to distill CSS layouts and simplify them and uh, teach people to simplify CSS as well. I think we, um, as, a, as an industry, we've overcomplicated CSS and we throw far too many heavy frameworks and heavy tools at what are actually simple layout problems. And I think there's a sort of a stigma about the modern layout tooling such as Flexbox that um, Hayden and I are trying to sort of break and teach people how to use them. And um, yeah, it seems to be um, going down quite well. So yeah, that, that'll be ready for purchase um, when when this goes out. So go and, go and buy it. Because when you buy it, it means that we can give it for free to people that need it for free. And that's the whole, the whole mantra that we're doing with it is that we're using people's purchase licenses to then subsidize people who really need it for free and been able to give it to them. So, yeah. That's amazing. And and, and the stuff I've read online that's in there is, is also amazing oh, stuff you. too. Yeah. So you should definitely go every.layout. Every-layout.dev dot dev. is the URL. And that'll yeah. be in the show notes too. But uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's definitely Appreciate it's definitely it. worth checking out. It's, it's yeah. I love the, comp- I could do, we could do a whole episode about have you had not <laughs> later on, but, uh, but yeah, it's amazing yeah. stuff. Um, awesome. Thank you. Cool. Well, thanks for, uh, for taking the time to talk with us today and, uh, no worries. It's been good fun. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate yeah. it. And we'll go from here. I want to thank Andy Bell one more time for being the inaugural guest on what I hope to be a long running podcast dedicated to showing the best of the Jamstack world. I also want to thank you, dear listener, for listening through the end of the podcast and being sure to go into your podcatcher of choice, whether that be iTunes, the Google Play Store, or some third party that I'm not even familiar with, and hitting that like button and leaving us a positive review to let everyone know that this is one of the better podcasts to listen to for the Jam staff. So until next time, keep making amazing things on the web and keep things jamming.